coming to you live from Fayetteville, Arkansas, in the beautiful Appleby Business Center Studios. It's time for Northwest Arkansas Business Radio with Adam Robison. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is time for another fantastic episode of Northwest Arkansas Business Radio. My name is Adam Robison, and I am so excited that you have joined us for another episode. Northwest Arkansas Business Radio, where Northwest Arkansas comes to find out the magic of small business and learn about the people that are making the magic happen. Today, we have another gentleman in the uh, in the Business Radio X Studios that is making things happen. Uh, this is Brandon Watts. And uh, if you've been around networking circles, you've met Brandon, you know that he's the the mystical force behind B Watts Photography. Uh, he's definitely had some high-end clients that he served with that business, but now his heart and his mind and direction and energy is focused on a new nonprofit called Kids and Cameras. We'll learn more about all of these things here in just a few minutes. But Brandon, welcome to Business Radio X. Welcome to the Northwest Arkansas Business Radio Podcast. Welcome, man. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me on here. Uh, yeah, I'm just excited to let people know about uh, what I have going on. Yeah, it's super cool. Um, if you've been around Northwest Arkansas, then no doubt you've seen Brandon in and out of uh, various events. Uh, he, he does a great job. Brandon, before we started recording today, we just really decided, hey, man, we want to know who you are and what you're about. Uh, and one of my first questions was where you grew up. And, and so talk to us about what it was like to grow up in Fort Smith, Arkansas, and uh, what eventually led you to make that change. Yeah. So, um, yeah, grew up in Fort Smith, um, went to junior high, um, chemist junior high, um, high school. I'm a Northside Grizzly, of course, you know, okay. so, you know, bear. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, grew up in Fort Smith. It's, um, it's a nice place to grow up. I will say it wasn't a lot to do. Uh, that's, that's the hard thing about, um, Fort Smith. It seems like a lot of people can sometimes get stuck down there. You don't, um, uh, have a certain career or something. It can be, it can be kind of tough down there, but um, I grew up in a beautiful household with both my parents. I got um, four other siblings on the baby in the family. The baby. Yeah, okay. The baby so are the you family. the one that's a little spoiled? Nah, that'd be my brother, Christopher. It's the middle <laughs> child. It was, yeah. He'll appreciate you saying that yeah, when yeah, he gets yeah. to hear this. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was him. It was definitely him. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. I love it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, when I'm when I was a teenager, I moved out here from California uh, to the Russellville area. And what I learned about that was there's nothing to do in Russellville either. No, it's not. Uh, you know, in, in Central California, you have water parks and arcades and all this stuff that you could go to. I moved out here and I mean, there wasn't much. So how did you survive? Your childhood in Fort Smith, I guess is what I should say. Video games. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, a lot of video games. Uh, my parents were more on the street side. So it was more like I feel like all my friends were made like in school or I was also in the band. So most of my or the boys and girls club. That's oh, okay, like cool. the places that I grew up being at. Cause my parents wouldn't let me just go anywhere and everywhere go over people's house if they don't personally know the parents or anything like that didn't understand it then more understand it now as a father myself so you know that's just always looking out and being protective so yeah but that also led to oh once when i got out having some freedom man yeah you know 
I got a little taste of freedom. I didn't know how to act. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about that. You you grow up in Fort Smith. When it's time to go to school or think about going to school, you headed up north to the hill, right? I did. I All did. Right. Um, how was your experience there? Um, college, college was fun. It was difficult. I was also one of them kids who went to college but not sure what I want to do, oh, which yeah. might be surprising a lot of people because also both my parents were professors at the University of Arkansas for really? a so, okay. Yeah, my dad did like psychology and sociology. My mom did like accounting and business math wow. and stuff like that. So, so ideally, your path should have been carved, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I ended up doing information systems because of my um, my brother, he worked at uh, ABF and I just saw like, oh, the life he lived and the kind of house he was in. And I was just like, oh, well, he makes a lot of money and he travels. And yeah, that's what I want to do. So, yeah, <laughs> heck yeah, that's great. That's great. So it, as you talk about your U of A adventure, did everything work out as you had planned? How did that story go? No, it didn't. Um I ended up being a knucklehead, hanging out with the wrong people. Mm -hmm. uh, ended up getting in trouble with the law that drastically affected my whole, uh, my future. Wow. Um, yeah. So I ended up uh, just doing doing dumb stuff. Yeah. Ended up getting in trouble. Uh, actually got locked up. And then, uh, yeah, when I got out, I ended up um, going back to school, finishing my degree. Nice. Uh Never got in trouble since because I realized I ain't built like that. This this is not the life for me. <laughs> it's not you, right? <laughs> it's not the life for me. Yeah. And you thought there's nothing to do with Fort Smith, get locked up, and then realize that there's <laughs> really nothing to do with Fort Smith. Seemed like, you know, like a paradise. Yeah, so. yeah. And Fort Smith is looking up all of a sudden. <laughs> right, right, right. I was like, yeah. And then um, with my parents being like strict on me, I, I guess it made me like an extrovert. So that's okay. why I like being out. I love talking to people. But with me going through that and still managing to get my degree, it was still hard for me to get jobs. It mm -hmm. was me um, working at jobs where I felt like, oh, okay, I might have been working here, but this is not what I want to do yeah. lifelong or career. But I realized that, hey, no matter where I'm at, I'm going to work my way up. Yeah. So whether that's like, oh, I'm a cashier, then I became the receiver. Then I was like, oh, well, I'm getting a minor in supply chain management. So I went to like a warehouse to nice. get that experience. Yeah. And then I left out of the warehouse. Um, oh, the company I was with was hard. So I left out of the warehouse and then I got in there like produce manager trainee program because I was like, oh, yeah, this is not look real good on the resume. Mm -hmm. And after I did it, like I got a lot of interviews with a lot of um, other corporations and stuff like that. But I could never get past the HR policy. Gotcha. So that made life difficult because yeah. it's like, oh, I have this degree. I have this. I changed my life around. But because uh, the mistakes in my past they're still not letting me in the door. Mm. It was a hindrance. It didn't matter that, oh, he got a degree in information system and a minor in supply chain management. Right. The only thing they saw was, oh, it's a risk factor. And it really wasn't the hiring managers. I had a lot of hiring managers try to fight for me, but they didn't have enough pull when it comes to those major companies like that, where it's super corporate, people could buy shares, all that stuff. They don't have that type of pull. So the jobs I ended up going for were the more, you know, family owned local, mm -hmm. something like that. Somebody who can understand and listen to my story and then make the decision like, okay, we, we still want you to work here. Yeah. So those were the kind of places that actually 
you know, made a difference for me instead of holding me back. So I appreciate the the local family on and just the community compared to, you know, the bigger companies sure. just because it's just harder to navigate and get through that door. Sure. We all have things that, that happen in our past that we grow from. I know we've all made several mistakes. Sounds like you've learned from yours. I remember in February, I think it was, I had just started networking in Northwest Arkansas and uh, I was sitting at the Golden Corral uh, <laughs> on Wednesday morning for CRC, which is a great event held by the Rogers Lowell Chamber of Commerce. Um, and and you walked in and I remember thinking, man, that guy looks cool. I love your hair. <laughs> Always have, still do. And I thought, man, that guy looks cool. And then your business card went around and you've got a really cool business card. Uh, it says B Watts Photography. So let's talk about your business, because what you've managed to do is grow a pretty powerful and, and vibrant photography business out of learning from your mistakes and setting a course for a life that you want to live. So talk to us about B Watts Photography and, and its scope and reach and, and just the impact that company has had on your life. Yeah. So. Well, let's start with um, the reason I got into photography. So it's a couple of reasons. I kind of, I kind of like, I like photography. Cause you know, when you get a new laptop and you see all the scenery on the backgrounds and oh, stuff yeah. like that, I like, it looks great. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh man, I would love to like take some photos like this. And then um, also, like I said, it's difficult for me getting jobs. Mm -hmm. And I was working at jobs, even though I was working my way up, I really didn't want to be there. I was like, man, I can't just be sitting here doing this. I kind of need a side hustle. So then I decided, I was like, you know what? I'm going to get a camera. There you go. Or whatever. I had to hire a photographer for an event. And I realized, you know, how much money they made in one day, even though they did a terrible job. I got what I paid for. <laughs> but it also it almost made me feel like, oh, I can do better. Sure. So I ended up getting me the camera with the idea of I'm going to make money with this. Okay. And then I thought I would do a lot of landscape and architecture kind of for myself. And then I said, like, but to make money, it's hard to make money doing landscape and architecture. So I was like, I'm going to photograph people. Ended up photographing people and felt in love with it. And then more that I dived into photography, more I kind of realized like how much I always liked photos. Like mm -hmm. I used to look at my parents' albums, like the old albums with the plastic paper that you pull oh, yeah. back and then the photos are inside. So um, I always felt like through those photos and being able to see family and family that I never had a chance to meet, like my, um, my granddad, my dad's dad, mm -hmm. never got a chance to meet them. I always heard he's a great guy. I know my dad's a great guy. I see the way he was raised. So being able to look at those photographs and how stories that my dad told me about his dad, yeah, um, it kind of like helped my imagination like paint this picture of him. It's almost like I met him without meeting him. That's right. Really so cool. I feel like it's real important for people to have photos of themselves. Yeah. Me being a dad, I want to make sure I have photos with my daughter. I have photos of myself because when I pass and I'm no longer here, the things that I feel like are going to really be cherished are photos. Because a lot true. of people want to be like, oh, you will never forget somebody's face, but you do. Yeah. Or whatever. You and do. being able to have moments captured frozen in time 
to be remembered and always look on and you got these happy moments, I feel like that's something everybody should have. So whether you like photos or you don't like photos or something like that, I feel like it's important for you to have them, especially if you got people who care about you, who mm -hmm. love you. And just like for the people you care about, I worked at um, Bedford Camera and Video and people would come in and print off photos for like a memorial service mm -hmm. and they try printing off bid, but then they realized the only photos they had was on their phone or a, little, yeah. or a little wallet size and they try to make a 24 by 36 and realize you can't blow it up that big. Yeah. And then they'd be like, this is the only photo I have. Mm -hmm. And that's like sad for me here. Like yeah. that's the only photo you have of your mom or your dad yeah. or somebody who passed that's super close to you. Yeah. And that's I feel like you're movie. reading my mail right now because <laughs> my dad passed away on Father's Day of 92. Mm -hmm. uh, he was only 37 years old. Oh, I was, I was, 15. I just turned 16 or was going to turn 16 a couple of days later. And, um, and then we moved to Arkansas. It was part of the plan because my dad was terminally ill and, and my mom relocated us out here. Um, and then just a few years later, we had a house fire and lost everything. And so literally Father's Day, just this last weekend, I'm sitting in my house and, and you know, it's just a chill day. It's Father's Day had gotten easier because that was 31 years ago when that happened. Right. Mm -hmm. But all of a sudden I get a text of a picture of my mom and dad for when I was like 14, 15. And you're right. I was like, man, I've forgotten what he looked like. And it just that that picture on my phone right now is so incredibly special to me because it's literally probably one of three pictures that I have of my dad now. And so it, it's, it's, it, it takes up an enormous bit of equity in our hearts and in our mind uh, when these photographs are allowed to be taken, aren't they? Yeah. And it's just so good. It's, you better make me tear up. Over dude, there. It, I'm telling you, uh, I was, I was trying, I like, I got cold chills while you were talking and I was just like, Oh, man, I got to share the story. Cause that literally just happened to me like three days ago. Right. So, mm -hmm. so talk to us. Like that, that's an incredible inspiring story as to why you got that camera. You saw it as a way out. Um, so I guess was the next step Brandon Watts or B Watts photography. So it started off as a side hustle. And then I remember where I made like $10,000. And then I kind of realized, I was like, you know what? I think I might actually be able to do this as a career. Mm. So then I started diving in deep, trying to figure out how I can get to that point. So, excuse me. So I got my first camera in 2015. Um, October 2017, I went full time because I ended up getting an independent contract uh, doing product photography. And um, it wasn't like a huge contract. They just paid me by the hour, but I could work 40 hours a week. Nice. Um, they told me uh, I, I made my own schedule that's open like 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. So it was with Marshalltown Tools. Mm -hmm. And I was just photographing the, all the tools for their new catalog. Wow. So it's like a four or five month contract. That's incredible. So, uh, yeah, I just used that contract to honestly just save up money. Yeah. And they stack it up just for the simple fact. I was like, I didn't have the clientele. Mm -hmm. I didn't. But I was like, this is one of the few times where I had something going where I was like, okay, I can stack up this money. The contract to end like January or February of 2018. Yeah. And I was like, I can probably pay all my bills and stack up at least three months right. worth of money. So okay. then if for some reason after the contract, I don't have any clients, I like, I can survive for three months. Sure. So, yeah. So that's how I end up going about it and making it full time. And then the crazy thing is in 2018, when the contract was getting ready to end, uh, I had a business partner at the time and we decided to get a studio. Mm -hmm. 
So that money I saved up went away real quick because I, I was trying yeah. to build a build a studio. Um, got a studio on Springdale called Studio Four Seven Nine, um, twenty four hundred square feet. So when it came in there, it's just empty, wow. and I we completely like turned it into a full functioning studio. Okay. Um, I, so tell me, because I, I don't know that our listeners know what a full functioning studio is. Go ahead and take us on a a verbal tour around a your verbal, space. A yeah, verbal like, tour. You know, what are some things that you put in a full functioning studio? Yeah. So. Um, you know, in my studio, you walk in, I have my office, I had the desk, I got some photos up on the wall. And then when you walk into the space, it's just completely wide open mm-hmm. and want to keep it that way because I wanted to make sure that I can photograph during at all parts of the studio without nothing being in the way. So um, one thing I have is I have a um, sight wall mm-hmm. or whatever. So I, a pretty huge sight wall, like you can pull in a car and have a sight wall on it. So nice. for the grand opening, I uh, had McCarthy Daniels let me borrow a Corvette to put Come in there, <laughs> to put in there just to advertise it. So um, yeah, I got a sight wall. I got um, different walls painted different colors. I have a uh, like a 3D wood wall that was made out of pallets. Broke down the pallets, oh, sanded it, stained it, put it up on the wall. Um, got an all black wall, and then I just got multiple like backdrops and canvas backdrops. So pretty much the possibilities are endless. I done the last car I photographed was a 1958 Corvette. Wow. Yeah. They ended up oh putting word. it in the auction in Phoenix. And uh yeah, sold it for like three hundred and fifty thousand. Holy smokes. They had the new engine in there too from the Corvette. Oh so that's the crazy goodness. part about it. Like yeah. it was it was powerful. Yeah. So yeah, but yeah, so that's pretty much like yeah, full yeah. functioning studio. I have um I have other people who rent out the studio, um, like other businesses that's like want a commercial site wall or something like that. Where um, for a studio that size mm-hmm. with my um, I, where where I met with photography, uh, the only studios that's not have a site wall have something that y- large at the time was you know you had like Rock Hill Studio or like Barn Hill. Is it barn? The barn studio or something okay. like that. But they're like full service, like movie production. You're not gonna be able to come in there and rent that studio studio out for $125 mm-hmm. an hour. No, definitely. Which not. you can come to mind. So I made I had that good center point for people okay. where it's like, hey, we don't have big commercial money, but we actually need a space that's more than just you know a room. Got it, man. So a lot of people who, a lot of my clients, when they first walk into my studio, they never been in the studio like that. Right. It's pretty much just, oh, we had been in a room, a little space, or, you know, JC Penney's. <laughs> 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 so, yeah. So that's 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 the studio space. Okay. okay. So, um, all right. So, Brandon Watts Photography, B. Watts Photography has taken off. You've gotten, you, you've had several corporate clients. Yeah. Do you do, uh, so you do commercial and yes, families? Or? I do commercial and I do personal. So my, what I call my bread and butter, uh, it's going to be commercial events, headshots, and product photography. I did um, Walmart shareholders this year wow. where he had Kevin Hart, Chris Evans, Snoop Dogg, Pitbull. That's uh, so cool. I'm Chester glad you're not in a name drop. <laughs> <laughs> I got a name drop. I got a name drop. You betcha. Yeah so, uh, yeah, so I did commercial events. I done photograph um, professional athletes. Um, uh, actresses, um, the U.S. Senator, uh, John Bozeman. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
tell multiple um, people where it comes to whether it's political, public figures, just celebrities. Um, I pretty much done it all. And then I also um, I photograph people's adventures. Oh, so. Besides the commercial and stuff like that, just photographing people's adventures and documenting because you have families and stuff like that that go on trips. Yeah. And somebody always gets caught behind the camera mm-hmm. and they never end the photos. So it's always like a selfie and you just don't have any great photos. Even if you're somewhat decent with an actual professional camera, you're always the person behind it. Sure. So being able to take a photographer with you on your trips to document it where you can actually live in a moment, enjoy it, and actually get really nice this shots caught in the moment. Not, nice. not pose, not, you know, just these nice candid when you're really in the moment. And then if you actually do want a photo shoot or if you go take your family to the beach or something, we can also do a photo shoot on the beach. So last year I went to Scotland. Mm. Photograph a birthday so celebration. Right yeah, it was awesome. So, so photo- somebody hired you to go to Scotland. Yeah, to document their birthday, birthday. celebration. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. They had really like three castles. I'm in the wrong job. Yeah, man. <laughs> they had really like three castles. Um, we had like the um, the Highland Games throwing the log and all that stuff. Had a bad piper, and I I told you I was like you just didn't have a bad piper. You had the bad piper. Like, <laughs> this bad piper used to play for the queen every morning. Is that right? Yeah, in the garden. And I also realized why the queen wow. had them play in the garden while she was in her room. Because when you're in a room with a bad piper, it's very loud. Oh, it's very it loud. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, I get it. Go out there in the garden and play for me because um, you can be too close. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, what's funny is I was actually a student at a high school in Fresno, California, and their mascot, it was McLean High School. They were the McLean Highlanders. And so <laughs> every single pep rally, they had a team of like six bagpipers that would come into the gym and literally it felt like it was blowing the roof off the place. It's it was loud. so loud. It's ridiculously yeah. loud. Yeah, like it's... I never actually knew how loud a bagpiper is. Oh, so, yeah. It's, it's, I, see, I see why when they was going to war, they'd be marching out with the bad pipe oh, because yeah. you could just hear it from a distance. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, you know, you just feel the chills start <laughs> right. working up your arms, something like that. All right, cool. Well, I think we've learned a lot about B-Watts photography. Let's talk about the new passion of your heart, kids and cameras. Yes. Talk to us about what kids and cameras is and, and what drove your heart in that direction. Yeah. So kids and cameras. um um, where we teach kids how to express themselves emotionally through photography. We teach them how to use a camera. We also know how to teach them the business side of things and just how to be a young self-starter. So we got three target audience where we work from, with kids from low-income families, kids with autism, kids in juvenile detention centers. Wow. So this um, Kids and Cameras got started this year. So it's a it's a new nonprofit. Uh, we just had our first program starting with the Juvenile Detention Center here in Fayetteville, Arkansas. All um, right. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. We in there last Wednesday, worked with a couple of kids and I'm be going in there every Wednesday for an hour or two this starting off like right now we just started off with simple composition just teaching them what composition is um i did a little introduction i also let them know i wanted them to know why i'm here Mm -hmm. because i just didn't want them to feel like oh it's just somebody coming up in here like no i'm here because i actually been in trouble before and i wanted to let them know like you have options there's different paths that you can take there's ways you can change your 
change their life around. This moment in your life mm. is only just a page in your whole story. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to let them know that you can keep um, that you can keep moving forward and you can get past this time in your life yeah. that you might feel is difficult. Yeah. And, you know, some people, like I said, when I went to college, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just kind of picked my career based off. Oh, I saw my brother making money. Yeah. And all this stuff. If I really went back to it, I probably wouldn't have the information system. So I'm probably that person who should have just did like business. <laughs> like, okay. This this yeah. a nice simple degree. <laughs> <Just a> simple degree. <laughs> yeah. Just, Where just, you don't really know what you want to do. So everybody be like, I'm gonna just do business and yeah. you know, that just can be anything. Yeah. So um, so, yeah, being able to talk to those kids to let them know, like, hey, like the y'all getting in trouble y'all got in trouble now and then mm-hmm. when you turn 18 this is not even not even gonna follow you yeah so letting them know like hey i got in trouble when i was an adult and things were difficult but now i was like i got a successful photography business the same companies where i couldn't get through the door are the same companies that have me come through the door now that's amazing because i was letting them know like a lot of times like yeah your record can stop you from getting a job because these companies want to see you as a liability mm-hmm. and don't want to take on the risk because they look at it they look at it from their perspective hey i have a business i want to take on any unnecessary risk where there's other people out there who doesn't have this and i don't have that as yeah. a threat or a fear yeah but it's like when i started my own business the same companies that wouldn't let me through that door are now like oh come in here and photograph and do these and do all these things for us mm-hmm. because now I'm no longer that risk factor. The risk has become the reward. Yeah, the risk has become the reward because it's pretty much, oh, if I walk into your business and something happens, oh, it's no longer like, oh, that company can get sued. Oh, my company's going to get sued. So all the risk is now on me. Right. So then they feel like, you know, they don't have that risk factor. We're more willing to let you in the door Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And it's 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 crazy when you kind of think about it. It's like, oh, when I apply, I couldn't get the job. I couldn't get paid. So I was HR policy. But now that I got my own business, I can. And then since I done grew my business to such a successful way, I'm also now comfortable to like tell my story because before I wasn't. I was too nervous that, oh, if I walk into a job or something like this and then they hear I got a record or a background that might stop them from hiring me yeah. or too much, too many judgments. But now that I done built my built my photography business done had a lot of success in it real known in the community done being featured yeah. multiple magazines done had a photograph in vogue like so i mean like i done did a lot wow. to get where i'm at so awesome. now that i'm more confident and more willing to tell my story is um um, me now being a testimony for these kids and letting them know like, hey, your life is not over. You can still be great. You can still accomplish things. And even if photography is not their passion, they just enjoy it. Me mm-hmm. teaching them the business side of things, how to start your own LLC, how to be a professional, how to go in and negotiate contracts and be able to just run a full service business that I'm giving you the foundations and the tools that you need to actually go off and run any business whether it's photography or not because you can have that's why you know people news like the uh ceo of ford and stuff like oh he might be the ceo of ford but he don't know how to build no car mm-hmm. 
True story. And then that same CEO can go be the CEO of Walmart, mm-hmm. CEO of Tyson. It's not that they got to understand how to build everything or do all the things they do. They just got to understand how to run the business yeah. and be successful at it. People can understand. If you can understand that, you can really go and start any kind of business. That's why when you have entrepreneurs and you have millionaires, they have seven, 15 plus businesses because once when they learn how to run one successful business, then they start with the second one yeah. and then the third one. Yeah. And then it starts becoming easier because now they actually understand business and they understand how to find what is missing to, and be able to provide that service, supply and demand. Yeah. So that's what Man. you're looking for. <laughs> Man, I, I, you clearly have a passion for this. Like, I, I, what's funny is, and I don't know that the audience can see if they're watching this on YouTube, is I've got a list of questions and literally <laughs> I'm just marking them off without asking them because your message is so focused. Like, you, you're getting to the questions uh, or to the answers before I can ask <laughs> the questions. It's pretty awesome. Um, listen, I know that uh, Kids and Cameras really comes down to. Uh, your your core value of, of the importance of mentorship uh, and how one person can speak and make a difference in the life of another person. Why don't you go ahead and speak on, uh, in your opinion, what role does mentorship play in kids and cameras and the development of young individuals? I think uh, having a mentor can just with anybody, no, no matter how old you get, everybody needs a mentor. Mm-hmm. And I feel like having a mentor there to help you out on your way to answer questions, to um, be be that knowledge for you, because a mentor has been there. They've done these things. So let you know mistakes, um, best ways of doing things. And the way that helps just develop you is that you're constantly learning. You're mm-hmm. learning how to better yourself. You're learning so from somebody good. who's been here and who's actually done it. So it helps you develop your skills on all scales, like um, to be to be a successful person, to be a business person, to especially in the line of photography, Mm -hmm. because photographers, there's a lot of photographers. Everybody knows somebody that's a photographer, somebody who got a camera, all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. The reason that I have clients return to me is for the simple fact. Yes, my work is great, Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of other photographers whose work is great. Mm -hmm. So the reason they come to me is also they got to like me. There you go. They got to like me. They got to know that I'm out here doing, trying to be different, trying to do good for the community, stuff like that. So the same way with these kids having a mentor, it's going to develop them into how to be a role model, mm-hmm. how to sit here and be somebody in the community that people can actually look up to and how you can be a service to them, because it's not always just about, oh, let's make money or, you know, about that. It's sometimes it's really just about building relationships. Love it. Man, when, you, when you can build a nice, genuine relationship with a person, all the other stuff comes afterwards. If you can put out good energy, mm-hmm. be positive, do make sure that with every decision you make, you're you doing it, you making the with every decision you make, you're making like the good decision. The, yeah. Like not good as in like, oh, this decision's better than that, but you're not never doing bad to anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Cause really that karma 
comes back around. Mm-hmm. Do no whatever. harm, right? Yeah, do no harm. Yeah. So when you're building these genuine relationships and stuff like that, the people that are my best supporters or my best clients are the ones that I actually have relationships with. Yeah. So it makes it easier to um, just handle business. Love it. So I guess the circle all the way back, uh, having a good mentor will teach these kids how to handle business and just how to be a role model and just being able to also just express themselves. Yeah, man. I love it. Brandon, we're, we're running short on time. <laughs> you and I have been talking, hadn't really hit a whole lot of the questions we planned to hit, but I think we told a better story. How about that? Yeah. And uh, so how can our listeners in the broader community get involved to support kids and cameras? Um, to support Kids and Cameras, one of the first things you could do is you can go to kidsandcameras.com. Uh, it's K-I-D-Z, the letter N, and then cameras.com. On there, you can, um, if you're interested in being a volunteer, you can sign up and be a volunteer. And then when we have things going on, we will definitely reach out to you. If you would like to donate, you can definitely go on there and donate. Uh, we have a donate tab. That's on there. We're also part of a match program where the Walton Foundation is matching up to a thousand dollars per donor, a maximum of fifteen thousand dollars, but up to a thousand dollars per donor. So we're really trying to get to that thirty thousand dollar mark, because what I failed to mention is the studio that I have. I plan on making it into a community center for kids. Really? Okay. Yeah. So I want, so just for like, you know, the kids in the juvenile detention center, when they get released and they still want to be a part of it, I don't want to give up on them. I still want them to have a nice space to come to mm-hmm. and instead of being out there, you know, misbehaving or getting into the streets or just anything like that. If they want to spot it, come be creative and be able to express their emotions and get out their feelings. I want to create that nice safe space Love for it. kids to come. And then not also just like the kids from the low income or kids with autism or in the juvenile detention and just all kids in general. Mm. So um, yeah, creating that nice safe space and introducing them into a nice professional photography studio. So if you want to donate to that, you can also go to kidsandcameras.com. I have an announcement bar at the top. There'll be a pop-up for it and you can just donate to that match program and it'd be really helpful. We're at um, $10,500 right now trying to get a 30. Okay. So, you know, well, I'll be able I'm, to do that. $30,000 is chump change in yeah, Northwest Arkansas. And then they double it. So it really looks like we're trying to get that other um, 20000 well, nineteen thousand five hundred. Right. You really only got to get half of that because they're not matching instantly. So if wow. we get you know ten thousand dollars donated, they right. end up being twenty. That's so amazing. it's closer than what it seems. Yeah. So hoping just to keep that momentum going and be able to open this community center and yeah, just be able to provide a a nice space because I just imagine what. I could have had if I would have been a kid yeah. introduced into photography yeah, or anything like that. Or even if I would have just started, you know, my journey when I first went to college or something like that, or had that introduction to it. So then maybe I might have major in photography mm. and stuff like that. Cause 
it's that's still beneficial. Like I'm self-taught, but it's still beneficial, you yeah. know, go to college. And, you know, if I would have got a major in photography, that could have just been more connections and yeah. networking because yeah. key is networking. So <laughs> let, let's jump off that thought because I've got two more questions okay. and this is one of them. Let's let's hope that someone, young person, young adult, uh, is out listening to this episode right now. Their story sounds real familiar to your story. At least you know, hey, I had a decent upbringing, upbringing, but I made some decisions that weren't the best decisions for me to make, and now I'm trying to figure this whole thing out. What advice would you give to someone like that who might be listening to this episode right now, saying, you know what? I'm ready to be, I'm, I'm ready to be a success. I'm ready to change the direction of my story. Why don't you speak directly to those people and tell them what you think they could do to just begin to make some positive changes? I think one of the biggest things when it comes to making positive changes is developing healthy habits. Oh, uh, yeah. Healthy habits. Yeah. You, even if you got to start out small, adding in one healthy habit every day, trying to do it. Um, Cutting out people that really ain't your friends, um, people who allow you to go out there and do things that you should be doing. It, it, they might not be encouraging you, but they might not also be telling you, hey, you shouldn't be doing it. Mm -hmm. The people who are willing to say, hey, you shouldn't be doing this. You better than this. Those are your real friends. Those are the people you keep around you. People who introduce you back into the life that you're not trying to live, then you just you have to cut people off. Yeah. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah. You have to. Uh, and it's one of the hardest things to do. It is one of the hardest things to do, but it it is where you want to make a change and you want to do better. And you just want to live a life where you're not looking over your shoulder or you're not worried about, you know, police coming or just anything like that. You got to be, you got to start making the changes. Now, everything, everything in life is one decision. Mm -hmm. That's it when you got to make a decision. That's how I look at There's a lot so of much wisdom. Yeah. That's how I look at it. It's like every, your, your choices matter and the choice you make highly affects your future. There's yeah. a lot of different races you could have went. Maybe at the time I got in trouble, if I would not done that, if I would have made that decision, I could be somewhere else in life. Yeah. But my decision led me on this path. So Instead of looking at my stuff as a regret, I more at least look at it as a life lesson. Everything go. is a life lesson. You can learn from everything. So I would just say, you know, start making those smart decisions now. Start doing what you have to do. Don't ever think that um, you have to do something to better yourself in a situation because only thing that's going to lead to is making it harder for yourself. Mm. So good. Brandon, uh, appreciate you and your time today. You've been very generous. We went a little long here, but that's all right. Tell our listeners how they can follow your business, learn more about B Watts Photography or Kids and Cameras. Um, so for B Watts Photography, you can go to B-W-A-T-T-S dot photography. No dot com. This B Watts dot photography. That'll take you directly to my rail site. You can find me on um, Instagram at B Watts Photography. Same way with Kids and Cameras. I already got you the rail site for that, but you can also follow Kids and Cameras um, on Instagram as well. Uh, if you ever have any questions, feel free to reach out. I'm really an open book. Uh, I like talking. 
obviously I got the gift of gab, so I can sit here all day and talk on this podcast. Yeah. It's, it's I think you might natural. need your own, brother. I'm just I, saying. I, 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 might, I, might. I, can, I can really do this. You I could. can really do this. You You've shown how easy it is, and you're really good at it, too. So, ladies and gentlemen, this has been just an incredible episode of Northwest Arkansas Business Radio. So grateful for Brandon coming by the studio. Go ahead. Make sure you follow him on his socials. Think about how you might contribute to kids and cameras or if you are a part of one of those companies that are looking for a high end photographer to come out and make you look like a million bucks. B Watts <laughs> Photography is where it's at. Brandon, do you have anything you want to say before we sign off, my friend? Um, I just hope everybody um, enjoyed this podcast and I hope. No matter what you do, just uh, be a positive impact in your community. That's so good. All right. Well, for Brandon Watts from B. Watts Photography and Kids and Cameras, my name is Adam Robison. It has been an absolutely enjoyable episode of Northwest Arkansas Business Radio. You see the plug from the shirt. Go ahead and look, like, follow. But bigger than that, make a difference in the life of somebody else because the rewards that come from that are, are immeasurable. So from uh, from our house to yours, we want to thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next time on Northwest Arkansas Business Radio.